Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. On this episode, we'll be talking about the 2001 SummerSlam. But first, that intro. It's gonna be about 35 Welcome back to the episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. I got to talk about it, Joe. CM Punk is back. Yeah. He's all elite. Yes. I still can't believe that he's back. Like, it's crazy. I watched I watched the episode of Rampage, that first part, like at least 10 times just to be like, is this real? Like, is this a real thing right now? I know. And I wanted to make it. sure, like, I, I wanted to make sure, like, I lived everything clearly and I heard his message clearly and. It sounds like he's happy to be back, and that's the first time I actually heard him be happy to be back. It's it's really dope. What did you think about his return and him finally returning back to the ring? I loved it. It was genuine. Um, he actually, I looked on Twitter and he actually gave them like the ice cream bars and everything. Um, really? Yes, they did. They had ice cream oh, bars what? waiting for. I know, right? Yeah, ice cream <laughs> bars waiting for like all the fans like outside of like when they were leaving the stadium and stuff. But I absolutely loved it, man. It was genuine. It wasn't like. He wasn't like just cutting the promo. Like I just remember just how good he was based on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was beautiful, and I liked how he touched on like I couldn't return until I healed from the place I used to be at. Kind of to kind of like taking a shot at WWE a little bit. It's facts though. Like, I, it's it is facts. It's like I, I couldn't you know really feel at peace with this until like I, I healed from it. And he was apologizing to the fans. He didn't even have to apologize. He just apologized because yeah. he did just kind of leave abruptly. It's like one day he was at the Royal Rumble, and then the next day he was gone, and it was yeah. like, "Yo, where did this dude go?" You know what I mean, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get the apology at first either, but like at the same time, they have been chanting for this man's name for like you know so many years since he left. He, since he's left, and he's like just never really said anything. I didn't think he was interested in, in coming back to wrestling, honestly. Like me neither. He didn't seem interested, but I, I guess he just wasn't interested in returning to WWE and not like yeah. wrestling in general. Yeah, and I feel like with AEW it makes sense because they're they more so care about the fans and what they want. And I think too, like this is a way that he could kind of get back. Not to say like he has bitterness in his heart where he wants to get back at WWE, yeah. but I feel like this is the way to kind of do it, but also still like live out his love for wrestling and give back to the fans. Hopefully, AJ Lee returns to wrestling soon because she was dope too. Hmm. Um, because I know like when she was wrestling, like the main thing was like they would just chant CM Punk while she was wrestling, and it's like that's so he's not. He's not here. It's her right now. Bro, let me let me just say that. Like, that is some in my opinion, that is like the single most annoying thing that WWE fans do. Like, it's it'll be like it's disrespectful to the performers that are in like Charlotte. Charlotte will be wrestling like Nikki Cross or something. They start saying CM Punk. I'm like, this is completely unrelated to these <laughs> two. Like, this makes absolutely no sense. It's where I, yeah. I, I personally hate the what chant too. Like the what chant. I'm just like, okay. They're just ruining every pronoun, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of saying because mm-hmm. other cities say it or, or whatever, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, and it's kind of disrespectful to performers in the ring. You know what I mean? Stop yeah, doing that. It is, it is. And I don't want to spend too much time on AEW. Um, yeah, but yeah. what were your thoughts? I know you kind of texted me. We were both really hyped about this match. It was Jay Cargill versus on Kira paper. Hogan. Yeah. On paper, it looked great. They had a little prompt, the little poster online they posted, and I was like, okay, like this is actually gonna be a dope match. Like maybe Jade's gonna have some competition. 
No. <laughs> Bruh, this this <laughs> was a squash match. It was one of the squash matches we saw this weekend, but it was Definitely a squash was. match if I ever saw one. Like, I, in my mind, I was like, did CM Punk take up all the time? Because, like, legit, I thought this was going to legit be some competition, but it's like they just didn't give us the massive we were, you know, hoping for. Like, again, like on paper, I thought this was going to go completely different, like maybe a back and forth. But I feel like Jade having these squash matches and quick, quick matches, it doesn't really allow us to see whether or not she can actually wrestle or not. Yeah, I think it doesn't really prove too much. And it's like, is she really battle tested? Like, can she go more than yeah. five, 10, 20 minutes? How is her ring conditioning? Like, are y'all, and it, it feels like they're trying to act like kind of promote her to be this big deal. But it's like, when do we get to see her really prove herself? We haven't really seen that yet. You know what I mean? So I would love to see her go against, not like a Britt Baker right off the bat, but like, yeah, you know, um, Nyla Rose or a Thunder Rosa, like somebody like that, like just to kind of see her go the distance and actually do some new things. But yeah. I love her. I love her look. I love, you know, she's a, a dope black woman wrestling, but it's like, I just need to see more from her before I like get, I'm already behind her before I get more invested in her. I need to see more. Yeah, I need more depth, but it's just like, I need to see her move set. Cause again, like with what you said, like it's almost like Goldberg like five minute time matches you know what i mean like it's yeah you we can't really see if you can wrestle we just know she has a slam that's similar to like the glamazon slam whatever but i don't mm-hmm. i couldn't name that many moves of jade and that's that's not good because she's had so many matches so far yeah and i feel like she has and the posing she, the posing yeah she she has the charisma got the taunting and the posing down pack she has the look <laughs> her promos are pretty okay so it's like yeah. We need to see you wrestle more. Like, we need to see you do more in the ring. So, maybe it'll come. We, who knows? So, to kind of switch gears from AEW, I want to focus on Survivor Series for the rest of the, the show. It is actually Survivor um, Yes. <laughs> I want to... No, keep that, keep that in there. Keep that in there. No, no, keep that in there. No, keep that in there. Because, um, hey, did you did you notice on Monday the Miz actually said that? No, no, the Miz actually Series? said... No, Miz said WrestleMania. He was like... Because there was a promo with Damian Priest... And mm-hmm. you know, it was Johnny Drip it was on Moist TV. And yeah. Miz was like, Miz was like, I don't care that you have a match against Sheamus at WrestleMania. And then he just immediately like kept talking, but like people noticed, like, okay, it's not yeah. WrestleMania. This is it's not WrestleMania. It's, it's SummerSlam, but <laughs> yeah. All right. So I meant to say SummerSlam. I'm already thinking about Survivor Series. Um, just kind of thinking about because I, I really wanted Becky to just come back at Survivor Series or at Rumble. So I was thinking about that a lot this this whole weekend. And I meant to say SummerSlam, so I apologize to the listeners out there. Um, but d- just to start with the kickoff for Summer SummerSlam, with the kickoff, there was uh, Big E versus Baron Corbin. What did you think about this match? So I was fooled, I'll just say that, or at least by my logic. Um, when I saw Big E out there wrestling in the first match in the kickoff and getting his briefcase back, I assumed that, oh my God, he's going to cash in on, he's going to cash in on Bobby Lashley later, you know what I mean? So yeah, when I saw him on the kickoff show, I was my mind immediately went to that like, okay, Goldberg is gonna lose a match, but beat up Lashley enough for Friggy to cash in. This is gonna be his big WrestleMania moment. This looks like WrestleMania. That was not the case. Um, <laughs> not it. <laughs> yeah, the match. I mean, the match was the match was decent. Um, Biggie always scares me with that that dive to the outside he does. That was it. It's like a shoulder tackle on the, on the ring apron. Oh yeah, yeah. It almost it's always so looks scary. like he's going to blow out his shoulder and be injured and had to give it a briefcase. That one and the one where he like he runs on the outside of the ring apron and he like 
belly flops them. That yeah, one is that, scary too. That's scary too, bro. Because I'm like, you're too big to be doing. You could hurt somebody. <laughs> but it looks dope. He he's mastered it to where it's not unsafe, but it's like a little scary. Yeah. Um. But I mean, again, I'm 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 still glad that he got the win and he got the briefcase back. Again, mm-hmm. like I just had a different expectation when you put someone in that nature on the kickoff show. Like, I just didn't necessarily understand it. I mean, it could have been on the main card. I, I just didn't understand it being on the kickoff show. Yeah. I feel like there was the, there's a match or two on the main card that didn't need to be there. That This could have took the spot for that. Right. You know I mean, just because, like, Corbin's character has kind of been pushed Even along. Marie and Alexa Bliss, we can go ahead and throw that on kickoff. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> that was the one I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool. Um, I definitely think, I definitely feel fooled too. Like I thought like, okay, this is definitely to set up he had a match. He's not going to cash in and then he cashes in. Yeah. Um, but I think it's dope that Biggie got his briefcase back. Cause I was a little afraid. I was like, is he going to get his brief- briefcase taken away? Cause it's happened before. Like, I think somebody like t- took away somebody's briefcase back in the day and it was like, he never got it back. I forget who it was, but I was a little afraid for Biggie for a second because I was like, they they'll do that to a superstar, like build them up yeah. and then just do something random for reactions. I think like, Otis was like sense. the Otis was like the last Money in the Bank winner. Yeah, he was the last one. I think Miz took it from him too. Yeah, Miz beat him for the briefcase. So, and now Otis is doing like he's doing stuff, but he's not the same <laughs> Otis. It's not it's not what we thought he'd be doing winning the briefcase. But yeah, Otis is scary now. Otis was fun before. Now he's just scary. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it, man. But no, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm glad he got his briefcase back for sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about AJ in almost losing the tag team titles to RK Bro? I kind of loved it because I think it's. It, I feel like RK Bro needs this step up in their storyline, or else it's like, what else are they gonna do with them? Like they had to win the tag titles. I feel yeah. like to kind of be more proven because it, it was either getting the tag titles and being a tag team and keeping this going. Or it was having them turn on each other and yeah, like there, that's, that's the only two ways it could go at this point. So that's I'm, I'm essentially that, what I saw. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy that they they got the titles. Um, and I think AJ and almost they held it for like most of like not most of but like most of the year. I feel like and, since Mania, right? So, yeah, since yeah, I think so since Mania, and they've carried it through the the COVID era. It's still COVID, but like the locked in COVID era where they were in the Thunderdome to now. So it was yeah. just time. It was time for them to switch it up. Yeah, I said the same thing because I was 100% sure that Randy was going to turn on um, Riddle if they lost that match. Like, it was, I saw that like a mile away. Um, I think they work, I do think they work well together, and it does give Riddle his first like official title reign. He can say that he's a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wait, actually, he was, US, he was US champ before, but I think a lot of people forget about that. I think um, too, like, it also kind of gives more of a dynamic to Randy's character, it makes him more fun having Riddle with him and not as like dry. So, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. You're right. That. I mean, no, you're you're absolutely right because, like, without him, like, what would he be doing? Like, who would yeah. he be feuding with? It, would he be in the main title feud? So, it kind of gives you need mm-hmm. to give Randy something to do anyway. And I think yeah. that AJ and almost kind of reached their peak as a tag champs. Like, they literally, I think they just destroyed everybody. They couldn't. They destroyed New Day and stuff. It were at Mania and stuff. It's like they couldn't get more over. I think it was like. It's max capacity. I, I personally <laughs> would rather see AJ chase the WWE title or something. You know, I just I just feel like the time's right. Yeah, I think it's time for him to go solo. Maybe even keep almost around as like a bodyguard. Like work on that before. selling. Work on that selling because I don't think he's ready to be by himself yet. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of not. I'm not dating myself, but it kind of goes into like that big cast 
situation. Yo, where like, I was, is... I was thinking the same thing. Like, if you have them turn now, it's like it's just not time yet. Yeah, it's like it was too early with Big Cass, and it kind of went into that that area where it was like he could sell and wrestle, but not really. Didn't really connect. And I feel like right now, almost wouldn't connect by himself yet. He needs more time. Yeah, it's not time yet. <laughs> he would he would beat down people when there'd be no reaction. Um, yeah. Speaking of no reaction, uh, the Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss match. Um, I actually knew this would be my least favorite match of the night, <laughs> even yeah. without like before me even watching it, and not not because of the two wrestlers themselves. Well, uh, not mm-hmm. because of Alexa, but just because of the current gimmick and everything they have with Lily going on. And I was really curious as to like, okay, how are they going to involve Lily in front of like 50,000 people? Because they did the winking thing on Raw. And I was like, this is just, mm-hmm. this is just not wrestling. It's, it's not entertaining. But then what, in the middle of the match, I think Eva got on the turnbuckle, grabs Lily and just starts slapping her. Like, <laughs> I, was just, I was, I was not, I was, I was just not feeling this. They've, they had they, the involvement. They've invested, somehow. they've invested way too much into it and they just need to back out of the whole Lily thing. Like, just act like it didn't happen. Yeah, they should have Alexa punted, punted Lily doll with it. <laughs> have her go back to normal, like I've been saying the past couple of weeks. <laughs> but no, nah, um, like she trips one day and bumps her head and be like, oh, just like wakes oh up normal. Oh my god, like, what oh. was going on with me? Yeah, it got it's gotta be like that because I don't know. I just feel like I've said it already, but ever since Brad's left, I'm like kill the character. Like it doesn't yeah. cause now it has no origin anymore. The origin story is tainted. So it's like just kill it, have her like, you know, take a break for a couple months and then just come back as herself again. <laughs> right, right. Um and- but yeah, I didn't care for the match. It wasn't SummerSlam worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, there was one good thing though. My favorite part of the match is when it was over. Um <laughs> that's lit. It. <laughs> it was lit. Um, but yo, wait, at the end of this match, I think I think what Dewdrop turns on Eva, like, but without attacking her, I think it was, yeah. was kind of weird. She just said, like, in the loser of this match is Eva Marie. It looks like they're gonna split up Eva that tag Marie. team. <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> that was actually pretty accurate, but it was it was Thank absolutely you. terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, hopefully they're breaking that group up. I just ah, I don't know. Yeah, I think Dewdrop could do well by herself. Like She's already almost over. Like a couple yeah. more weeks, and she's she's ready to go by herself. You know what I mean? They like, were chanting Dewdrop in I think in this match or one in in one of the other ones. So she's yeah. over anyway. They didn't have to think, bring her back in this exact capacity. It could have been different. Just solo. I don't think she should keep the name though, because yeah, it's yeah. kind of silly. Right. Because they can easily chant another name. So I think she should like change. I didn't forgot her. I didn't forgot her uh, original name. Piper. Piper. Nevin. Nevin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> she's do drop, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. She's do drop right now. <laughs> I for do drop, but um, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I definitely. I don't know if she turned on her though, because there's been moments where, like, I think like the second week of like their gimmick together, she didn't help her. Remember that? Like, she just like yeah. she climbed off the apron and was like, "I'm not helping." So I think maybe like they're just like a rift. But I hope they broke up. I hope <laughs> I, I'm too. hoping they broke up. So. I hope they do too. Um, what was the next match? Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Um, from the U.S. Were, title, the U.S. title. Were you invested in this match? How invested in it were you? Because I'll just so, maybe it's just maybe it's just me. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not. I mean, okay, I I kind of get the Damian Priest character and everything, um, but it's not. It's just not how it was in, in NXT. It um, isn't. It's just a totally different. I personally think that Damian Priest should have gotten the call up because it's like this guy is just in a great area. 
I mean, he's mm-hmm. a good guy that likes to have fun and I guess party in <laughs> Vegas and eh, it's just too it's a little it's a little plain to me. I mean, he does the best he can with, with what he's given, but it's really hard to connect to it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really care for it, but I ended up liking the match a whole lot. So yeah. when, I, when I watched SummerSlam live yesterday, I I kind of missed some of the match because I was cooking dinner. So I went back and watched it this morning, and the match was actually really solid. Like it was good, and I feel like Sheamus never really disappoints in a match. Like you're going to get some hard in action. It's going to be it's going to be physical. <laughs> that's going to be physical. Use that one word for every single Sheamus match. Well, it was physical. It was physical, and I I thought I thought um, Damian Priest looked really good too. And like there was a moment where I think they were like a figure four or something, and they were just like striking each other back to back. And I was like, "This is pretty good." Like I really, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But as far as like the storyline, I just don't care for it. But hopefully, now that Damian Priest has the U.S. title, they kind of like do more with him and they kind of develop his character a little more. Because I feel like the Bad Bunny thing really has like changed his character a lot. Yeah. Um, but I love it because he's like owning up to his heritage and like yeah, his nationality, but it's also like bring us back some of that edgier darkness that you had as the original Damien Priest when you came up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I really like to see. But I I, I do agree. Like I, I said, I said investment because at first I was not invested, but when I started watching it, I was like, okay, they really sold a good story where Damien Priest took the mask off and handled with a wheel kick and reckoning. Like it was a good match, you know, in the end. It was just initially being invested, I was worried. For his U.S. title run to see, like, okay, how invested are we going to be in him as a champion? Yeah, very true. And I think it got confusing too with like the whole Miz and Morrison thing. Like, they had the Sheamus stuff there, and Ricochet was there. It was weird. It was, it was really weird. weird booking. Yeah, uh, Dominic and Ray losing uh, for the tag titles against the Usos. Um, what did you feel? How did, how did you feel about them uh, losing this match? I, I personally, I personally was actually all right with them losing just because mm-hmm. I don't like I feel like the SmackDown tag team titles changes place so so many times like I think it's what got the how many times over are the New Day tag team champions Oof, it, it, like, it, it like alternated between Usos New Day Usos New Day Usos New Day Usos, yeah Usos. that's why I was like eh, I'm okay with I the think, Usos just keeping it I think the Usos they're a six-time champions maybe but that I believe right. the New Day is like nine Nine yeah. or ten. They have more reigns than they do, but they also have used the free bro rule, so it's like it kind of counts. Because they're <laughs> yeah. as the as the new day, it's like nine, but I think like separately, it, yeah. like Xavier and Kofi might have had it like three or four times, and then Biggie and Xavier might have had it like two or three times. So I don't know, it's kind of weird, but as the new day, they've had it a bunch of times. Um, but I I didn't mind them losing either because I felt like with the Mysterios, it's like it's there's always they're, they're always going to be a tag team because I don't see Ray turn on his son, so like they have to do tag team stuff together. But I'm hoping not. Maybe they kind of focus more on Dominic and maybe Ray is like a mentor to his son as he goes about a single career or something, or like they just support each other during singles matches. But I also feel like the SmackDown tag team division needs them as a tag team too. So I don't yeah. know. How I, f- I don't know how I feel about them right now, but I think that they should definitely keep doing what they're doing. I just think they don't need the titles right now. Yeah, but the Usos need them because it makes sense as far as like keeping the bloodline complete and being a Roman as champion. So it keeps all the gold in their hands. So I totally, I totally get it. And I say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what title that Dominic could actually chase after. Um, it won't be the Intercontinental title. You know. Yeah. I feel like he would have to be on Raw, and he'd have to 
maybe Damian Priest loses it and he chases like a bigger guy and he's like fighting for the U.S. title or something. I don't know. It better not be the 24 7 title. <laughs> <laughs> Your career is done, little guy. Your career is done. You just run around chasing our <laughs> truth, man. Like it's done. Yeah. Um, and Reginald. <laughs> oh, I actually, okay. To, I actually enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the vignettes of Reginald, man. I must be on my own, but I actually enjoyed the. No, I I enjoy it too. I Dude, think, he's entertaining. Yeah, I think he's elevating that title for sure. He don't need yeah. it. He he doesn't need the title. And what the one thing it reminded me of, I don't know if you saw the last Monday, they were like in a park or something like that, and Reginald mm-hmm. for some reason had a camera crew out in the crook in the park and he was like you know the thing i enjoy about being the uh 24 7 champion like, I'm like why is he doing like somebody's clearly gonna attack him. but um yeah. anyway like it reminded me of the hardcore championship like what mm. was kind of doing how it's like literally 24 7 not just okay they're just gonna have this segment on raw like okay he people are gonna run around the ring I hope they just kind of gradually, slowly make it into like the hardcore championship because mm-hmm. they're probably too young for this. But at certain, <laughs> I always say that. But at some <laughs> point, I remember I think it was Crash Holly was the hardcore champion. I remember like, that it would be in like the playpen or like Discovery Zone or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and like the airport. Like it just made it more entertaining. It made it an entertaining title, you know, like just how they kind of do it versus you know. There's a match and you know ten guys come out to the ring at Raw and like chase him around the ring and he escapes like that's not entertaining to me. I think it truly needs to be like twenty four seven like he's in his hotel sleeping or something. Somebody <laughs> try to pin him in his, like something like that. You know? I think it'd be dope to like even if like on Instagram they were defending the title like right right and right. I think they've done that before but like WWE just kind of showing a quick two minute match on yeah. their page of like Reginald defending against somebody. I think that would be dope. Cause then it's like, dang, like what's happening with this title? You almost want to keep up on social media to see what's going on. And I, I feel like they've done that, but maybe I'm maybe it just wasn't executed now. well. Maybe it wasn't executed well, but I feel like yeah. having a shifty champion like like Reginald when I say shifty, I mean movement wise. I'm not saying he's like the shifty guy. I, I mean, like, like him. Yeah. I like him as a 24-7 champion. Like just keep it keep it for a while. He definitely makes me pay more attention to it for some reason. Like he makes it fun. Yeah, and it wasn't too fun before, <laughs> but now it's kind of fun. So I, I definitely yeah. get what you're saying. Um, and I feel like back in the day, like with the attitude era, like everybody was so over. I feel like the hardcore title it just helped everybody get over like that. Like, right? You loved all the people that were fighting for the title when they were fighting for it. They didn't feel like jobbers that much, but now it's like jobbers. You know what I mean, true, true. So um, this wasn't a match, but they showed a quick trailer. If it was a trailer, it was kind of almost like a teaser <laughs> of uh, WWE 2K22. It hits different. Do you feel like it hits any different from the last year? I feel like it hits exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I've always been vocal on Twitter about their games, but the movement just looked very, very stiff to me. Yeah. Um, I could... I think what people want, like wrestling fans, they want something like SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. They want something where they can make their own like moments and stuff. It just looks like nothing about it looked organic. Like even Ricochet doing like a handspring, the whole thing just kind of looked kind of stiff. And I know it's an early build, but this is essentially the game that they're making. Um, yeah. Also, the the date, the date kind of bothered me. It is March. <laughs> they show this trailer and it's for March 2022. Like. <laughs> Mind you, I want just want to remind you, NBA NBA 2K22 comes out what in like two weeks, and there's no trailer for it. 2K man, 2K. That's 2K. what they do, man. And we they keep used, buying the games. 
yeah, we're gonna keep playing it every year. I'm, I bought Madden, you know, I know it's exactly the same, but uh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, for me, it's weird because like I'm so used to like the 2K22 years being a year after the actual. So like if it's if NBA Live 2022 because it's coming out right. 2021, but now it's like it's coming out literally in 20 2K22 like 2022. So I'm like it should be 2K2023. So I don't know. It's just like the numbers are throwing me off, and it's weird to get a game the same year as the title says. Like I've never experienced that before, and I feel like they've had two years to work on this game. Like why do you need? More why do you time? need even more time? Like yeah, that's that's the thing that worries me, man. It's like you need like nine more months. I was like, okay. Was it that bad that y'all scrapped everything, or did you at least build from what you had? Like right. it doesn't make sense. It's and gonna hit the same too. It's gonna hit it's the gonna same. Hit the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna hit like two K eight. Pretty much. It's gonna be the same. <laughs> game and speaking of something else that did hit different <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible segue but it makes sense bianca oh. belair which is supposed to be bianca versus sasha banks it was bianca versus carmella and then becky i hated this whole thing bro i hated this whole thing it was terrible it was so terrible i wanted bianca versus sasha like that's what i wanted i wanted part two at first i didn't know how i felt about sasha returning and randomly attacking bianca but I'm also like, I'm not mad at part two of this ph- these phenomenal characters or wrestlers being together. And then when they was like, Sasha's not going to come out, I'm like, why did they just say this earlier? Like, right. I'm over they, here invested. They, showed, just showed, they the- showed a trailer for the match. Right. You just showed the video package. Like, what happened? Why is she not here? And then they bring out Carmella, and I'm like, she just beat Carmella. Like, what am I supposed to be? <laughs> That's something they do on SmackDown, not at a pay-per-view. And I'm like, yeah, and then- people paid to see this match. Like, if you're not going to have the match... Or if you knew that, you know, Sasha wasn't cleared or whatever the reason was, you could have gave us like some kind of heads up and or, you know, something like don't don't just don't. And why are you bringing a Carmella out if she's not actually going to be in the match anyway? Yeah, it just it seems like they their idea was like, all right, we don't have Sasha right now. We're going to have Carmella come out. But we're gonna swerve them. Actually, have Becky come out. So they think that they're getting something else. <laughs> what were you, what were your thoughts when Becky came out? I was excited. Like, I was like, oh, snap, Becky. But then I was like, wait, why is she here? Right. You know My what I mean? Us were like, oh, man, this Becky Lynch. Then I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <She was laughs> Bianca like, is losing this match. Oh, no. It was like, and wait, this, wait. What's going on? And then the way they did it, they gave her the Kofi Kingston treatment, man. Like They did. Because – and. It was it was absolutely disgusting. Um, just just how fast she actually she lost it. Legit, it was on. I had it on in like the second bedroom, and then I was like, "Oh, Becky Lynch is on the TV." Like, "Oh, you know, my wife will want to see this." I go into the other room, and say, "Hey, look at this." I go to turn it on. Becky Lynch is holding up the title. She's already won it. Like, <laughs> I had to go back and re- it was legit. Like five seconds, she would hell what like hit her with a punch and then like a pump handle slam or something, and the match was over. I'm like. This is not what people wanted. Like, mm-hmm. if you were if you were gonna give her the title, then let her have let her let him have a 15, 20 minute match. It does nothing for absolutely anybody to just bury her like that with two moves. Like it just it didn't make sense. I was absolutely disgusted at it. I hated the pay-per-view from now on. It was just it was just the way they went about it and the way they actually did it, man. Like <sighs> Yeah, it is different. <laughs> 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 no, but no, I was no. so <laughs> 
I was so upset because, like, like I said, like she came out and I was like, ah, no, I'm happy, but why is this happening? And Bianca seemed like she was cool with it, and I'm almost like I watched it back this morning. And I was like, don't I said, say no, don't accept it. <laughs> but why did she say yes to this match? And the way they did it, it was like she just punched her and then slammed her and pinned her. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me a girl that just wrestled last night, that Friday night on SmackDown against two women, right? Should be two women. And then she's ready for a match with Sasha. She's obviously mad and wants to beat up Sasha. You lose to a woman that's been on the shelf for uh, like almost like a year. You lose to her. <laughs> and she has like, she, we don't even know if she can wrestle. Like she might have ring rust or anything. Use her in five seconds. And you've been wrestling this whole year. It makes like what it makes the it makes the entire division look weak, and that's like my biggest point. It's not it's not just Sasha, I mean it's not just uh, Bianca that looks weak. It makes everybody that she beat looks weak, and it makes yeah. them look like they cannot challenge Becky Lynch because if she's if if she won the women's title at WrestleMania and then she beat Zelina Vega and she beat Carmella and she beat Sasha and none of them could beat her, then none of them can beat Becky Lynch if they, she just lost in five seconds. It just doesn't. Then- it doesn't make sense. And then didn't I think Bianca last like an hour in the Royal Rumble, right? Right, bro. Like it was like fifty-seven minutes, so it's like she literally fought through the whole division and NXT women. And you're saying like Becky's like better than all of them because she beat her. She beat this girl in five seconds, so it's like obviously she can. She's over everything that Bianca did. Essentially, like what you're saying, like that. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It was such a cluster of like randomness. Like it was. This that was poorly booked and it doesn't make sense because now like on SmackDown, what's the story you're gonna tell? Right. Like you've been telling this Bianca Sasha story the whole time, get us invested in it, having them fight it at the contract signing, and now it's just like it's all about Becky. Like it they definitely did the their job of trying to swerve us, but it didn't land well, I think. It didn't make sense. It didn't. It hit different. <laughs> I think when I think when AEW debuted uh, CM Punk, they were gonna trying to think of like an equivalent of that, and they brought Becky in. But this is not how you bring somebody in, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just yeah, I just don't like the treatment of it. You know what I mean? Like you know, again, they gave her the same treatment that Kofi Kingston got. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, they they Hate definitely coffee her, bro. They definitely coffee my girl. I'm so upset. And you could see her leaving the ring. She looked like she was sad for real. Like, why yeah. is this happening to me? <laughs> why is this happening? Why to they me gotta right do me like that? They brought me at that roller loud. You want to see me wrestle? They do not want to see me wrestle. <laughs> I lose to Becky in five seconds. She been she hasn't wrestled in like a year. That's crazy, man. The crowd was That's immediately crazy. on the crowd was immediately on Becky's side too. Like it was, they were a, happy to see her. Yeah, it was happy, to, but yeah, it wasn't a split. Like let's go, Bianca. It was like no, Becky, Becky's back. <laughs> All right, and by the way, everybody back. else right, is shocked. Decide. Everybody yeah. else is probably in shock because I thought some people with their arms folded. Like nah, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's that would have been me. I'd have been like, what? Like why is this happening? Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this no more, man. Let's move yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> All right, next match. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Um, this match was, I guess, just going into the match. It wasn't that all entertaining to me. Yeah. Um, partially, and, and then partially is like I just had the Bianca thing happen. You know, I was still heated yeah. for the Bianca match, Same. but also, also because Jinder in my mind said absolutely no chance. Like even if it was, even if this was booked as a three on one match, I feel like Jinder was not winning this match. Like. Mm-mm. 
Shanky and Veer. You know, Claymore, Drew wins. I think he pulls out a sword. Uh, no shocker here. He didn't kill anybody. Um, I'm just <laughs> hoping that they're moving on. <laughs> I'm just hoping that they're moving on from the view because I feel like they've probably gone as far as they possibly could go with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of reached its peak. Like, let Drew do something else. Yeah, I think <laughs> let the, this man move on. I think the sole purpose was to give Drew something to do and to have a reason for him to lose the the match it, uh, and not you know being like not winning the WWE champ or not winning the briefcase and money in the bank. It served its purpose. It's time to move on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely time to move on. Um, I was actually disappointed he didn't cut somebody. <laughs> Like he just he has it like I saw it ringside. It was like on the post, and I was like, he's got to be about to use it because like why does he keep bringing this ring, this sword to the ring? Like he should not be allowed to do this at all. And I was like, if you got it, you might as well use it. That was just the dark side of my head. But, <laughs> That's real dark. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm also really happy the story. Hopefully, it's over. They end it, and that's it. Like I don't want to see Jinder attacking him tomorrow on Raw. Like just end, it. end yeah. it. It. It's over, it. but I don't. Yeah. But I also don't know what's next for Drew though, because it's like he can't fight Bobby, because obviously he lost. I think the last hip review was that he couldn't challenge him anymore. I think he had a match yeah. against him where he couldn't challenge him. He's, anymore, he's so. lost multiple times. I don't think he can challenge him anymore. Yeah, so I think he needs to move on to something else. I just don't know what yet. Like what can fill his time, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about uh, Charlotte Flair becoming the 84th time women champion? <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> bro, she's had it. They love them some Charlotte, don't they? They love them some Charlotte. I thought it was necessary because it was like it makes the most sense to have her with the title, but it's also like they haven't built up anybody else, so it's like we can't really even envision anybody else holding the title for a long time because it's like once Charlotte is involved in your storyline, she's gonna beat you. Like it's like <laughs> it's only a matter of time. You know what I mean? And I thought it would have been a doper yeah. story to have Nikki Ash beat Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, and it's like. You know, I'm this. I'm also I'm a superhero now. I actually beat these two people that you know created these like obstacles for me and a little better of a story. But then I'm also like I don't know how long I can see Nikki Ash as champion as well. So I think this gives it a shot to kind of like transition forward and do something else. But I feel like this is the match where the Becky should have came out at the end. Bro, maybe attack Charlotte. That's what I'm saying. I feel like this would have been the match because you know. Give us Charlotte and Becky, like just 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 do that. You know what I mean? Like, don't strip it from a champion like Bianca. Don't don't do that. Yeah, um, and they have history, and then yeah, Charlotte, history. It makes sense, you know. Charlotte beat, I feel like Oscar for the title, or is it Rhea beat Oscar? Lines of blur yeah, right now. Was but uh, okay. yeah, it was Rhea. It was Rhea. But, but I feel like that makes more sense because like I'm coming back for the title I never gave up. That may that's a better story for Becky. I feel like. Versus just picking, not picking on Bianca, but just beating Bianca and taking her title. You know I mean? Right. But going back to what you said about them not building anybody up, I mean, that's the biggest issue. Like, I personally feel like either Nikki or, or maybe have Nikki, you know, retain this, you know, and keep the title for a little while. It's supposed to be almost a superhero. That would have made sense to me. But again, their biggest issue is that they're, they, WWE doesn't really have superstars anymore. They mm-hmm. just have a superstar and like supporting characters you know what i mean like that's kind of what's going on with uh certain divisions right now it's like you have charlotte that's a superstar and then everybody else is just like a star or below or like a normal wrestler and mm-hmm. it's just like until you put them in that place to be a superstar you're just gonna have charlotte as the champion and that's just it you know um, yeah pretty much that's that's the issue yeah i feel bad for Rhea though even though Rhea wasn't the one that got 
People submitted. forgot that she had the title. Yeah, Rhea didn't get submitted in the match. It was uh, Nikki Ash that got submitted. So I feel like Rhea can still kind of go on and still look strong. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I can't help but to think like this is originally her title. <laughs> right. And that I feel like her reign was cut short because personally, I feel like I haven't seen Rhea do much outside of Charlotte. Like she always kind of ends up meeting Charlotte somewhere down the road. <laughs> and Charlotte steals her thunder every time. So it's yeah. like, I want to see her go over Charlotte finally, but they just love giving it to Charlotte. Like, I feel like they just, they have to give her a title. Well, maybe if she switches to brands to SmackDown, they'll give her a chance to lose to Becky too. So, you know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think about that? That brood edge music, bro. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. That was hard. So, I believe on SmackDown, they kind of, they, they didn't tease it. They actually explained the they song. They did the, yeah. They and did they, the they did the bloodbath on Seth and everything. And Edge just like kind of talking like the old brood Edge. It was dope. And I love that he came out with that interest. I wasn't, I was expecting it, but I wasn't at the same time. I was like, oh, they actually pulled the trigger and did it. But I almost wish they had Gangrel come up with him or something. That would have been kind of dope. Bro. <laughs> that would have been kind of Do dope. you want Christian too? That's too much to ask, bro. <laughs> nah, who can't do Christian? He's obviously in another company. <laughs> But I don't know. I just wanted something like that. But it, it was still a dope interest. And then he wins his original theme song. So I thought it was really dope. But it, it just shows like how he's kind of tapping more into that dark side of himself and kind of re-exploring his older, his career as Edge. And I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about the brood Edge. So now this kind of like, you know, reminds the younger audience of like where Edge originated from. So I thought that was dope. The match was fire. Like the match, I knew it was going to be dope. Like I was like, Seth and Edge, give, take my money. Just take my money. Like, it was a really dope match, and Edge really tapped back into like that darker side of himself, and almost too like the educator and the education. Yeah, the execution. The I think he had the crossface sleeper. Yeah, he did the crossface move. Uh, it was it was dope. Bro. It was a beautiful match, and I think Seth has really helped Edge kind of tap into what he's been missing so far. And I feel like he's definitely dangerous now. And I feel like he can be a threat champion now. Yeah, and the the story tied the story tied into all the moves and everything. Like he did the. Uh, the grand slam, you know, and everything like the, the move of his wife, you know what I mean? So it tied, mm-hmm. it tied in together. Well, it was a classic Russell match for me. Yeah, it was hard, bro. I want to watch it again. I might watch it again after this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that, uh, so <laughs> what did you think about this America's Moist Wanted? Uh, <laughs> Moist? I, I, man, I just, <sighs> I don't know where they're going with this. Yeah. Um, shout out to Xavier like the, Woods though with the yeah, shout out to Razor Ramon. He had the Razor yeah. Ramon outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's was like, hey yo, um, <laughs> they had what the Dripstick 2000. That was so stupid to me. It was so cringy. So I think it seemed like they were really trying to promote pure life, pure life, bruh. It was so I looked on, I looked on, um, was it like YouTube? It was plastered mm. everywhere, like even in the background, like even with them doing like interviews, <laughs> like they interviewed Drew McIntyre or like gender. It's pro- it was like two pure white life bottles propped up to the background. Like it was it was it was all just one big ad. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, it was it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. But um, I think it helps because it kind of like it gave the fans a chance to kind of like have fun for a second and calm down because I feel like most of the night was very serious. Not most of the night, but like the past couple of matches before that were really intense. And then you got the two main events coming. So I think they do stuff like that to kind of almost like get the crowd back into a place where they, they're ready to see another match or whatever. Um, but it was really unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary. I don't think it was so much slam worthy. But um, I don't know. Just, it felt like, yeah, like big ad. I think also when they pulled up there, like the truck, 
with the pure life sticker on there. And it was just really when AEW did the Cracker Barrel match, <laughs> I kind of felt like it was in that territory. It was too much. Yeah. Did not want me to make that water. I, I did not yeah. want the water anymore. Um, yeah. I'll take the, water from my sink. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg match. Um, people were booing Goldberg. Like, as they should. It is, <laughs> it is like, but it's like, and not because they like Lashley, but they just were genuinely booing Goldberg. Uh, but, but again, like, at least, like you said, as they should. Um, like, it's like legit. <laughs> I look and they're like thumbing down in the background, like cheering Lashley. <laughs> Lashley is a heel. Like, he is. That's just so much. That's just how much they actually hate this man and did not want him to return. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they've kind of the Goldberg train has passed. They need to it's go done. And let him leave. Let him leave. You know what I mean? Maybe have him be like a manager for people or have him pass on his moves, the jackhammer to somebody. I don't know. Just like have him doing another type of role. Like I don't want to see him wrestling. <laughs> I and I think that's what it is. It's like it just because he's a threat. He's really a threat. Like to be honest, like he's a threat to titles because like Vince is gonna just throw that man the title, or he's gonna throw him to somebody, and he's actually gonna beat somebody you like. And that's why it's scary to see Goldberg because it's like, oh no, like he could possibly beat this person because Vince wants Goldberg to have the title. I'll never forgive <laughs> how they did Kevin Owens, man. Oh my god, it, I will never yeah. forgive Goldberg for that. He had a legit reign. It could have been Jericho versus Kevin Owens, you know. Ah, don't say at that. At WrestleMania for, for the title, man. And they just absolutely destroyed it. Like Goldberg, just a couple seconds in the match. I'm like, man, this is. Yeah, chasing the man around the ring, spearing right. him. It's yeah. over. And then the finish of this, like, this was actually, this was actually really weak. I think MVP, yeah. like, attacked him with the cane to the leg or something. And then Bobby Lassie just starts chop blocking him and people cheering and stuff. But you know Goldberg just couldn't even stand, I guess, you know, or selling yeah. that he couldn't stand, and that was it. They stopped the match. It's like they stopped that's the match, not yeah. that's not something you do at SummerSlam. It's not. No, that's like a raw thing. That's not a SummerSlam thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that at a big pay per view like that. I do applaud them for doing something different with Goldberg because it's either like he loses or he wins in like five minutes flat. So right. I do appreciate them doing. something I immediately a looked at my watch. I immediately looked at my watch when the game when the match started. I was like, okay. Let me set the timer here. Was this five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. It's done. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so I do applaud them for doing something different, but at the same time, that wasn't it. Like this, this, this was kind of terrible. Uh, it yeah. wasn't a good match to me. Um, and then what? Lastly, putting his son in the hurt lock. <laughs> <laughs> so granted, granted, his son did hop into the ring as a non-wrestler, right, on Bobby's back. So he kind of deserved that. Because Bobby did. didn't know who that was. Like, is this Kevin Nash? Like, it could have been anybody. <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not mad at him for putting him in the uh, hurt lock. I'm not mad at that. But it's funny because, like, I thought Goldberg would see it instantly and then there would be, like, a, a brawl. But Goldberg was so hurt cut from his leg that he didn't even see it until, like, I think MVP said something. And he turned around and was like, oh, no, my son. So I'm almost wondering if he's done yet. Like, is he going to try to defend his son on – Raw tomorrow, like I don't. I, I feel like extreme. I think it's extreme rules or something. Mm, that allows Goldberg to do more. I feel like with, with weapons and stuff, but I don't know. I just I don't really care for Goldberg. I don't, I don't care for see, Goldberg. I don't want to see him do anything else with Bobby. I almost wish. I don't want to spoil the rest. Of, well, we've already watched the whole show. I almost wish that Brock came out during this match, like after this match, and challenged Bobby for the title. That would have been. Probably. I would have. 
I'd have preferred that. Because that's, it I mean, that's that's the big that's the big match. You know, what I mean, if that's what we bring, want. If you're gonna bring somebody back, we've always wanted Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. That's the big match. That is a blockbuster for SummerSlam, not Goldberg. You know, so yeah. Um, to me, he challenged the or he came out for the wrong champion. You know, he, did, he definitely did. They um, did a lot of wrong guess, champion stuff. Right, right, right. So I guess uh, the final match of the night, the Cena versus Roman, we may be split on this, on whether or not we actually liked it or not. I'm okay. going to ask you, did you like this and why? I love the match. Oh, man. It. Yeah, we're split on this. We're split on this. It was I, a beautiful I have the exact. I have the, the exact opposite of this. I think they both got their stuff off equally. They both look really strong. What um, there was, I th- yes, I think that there was what? like a pre- there's a presented factor because John Cena just kept saying, like, I could beat you one, two, three. Like, there was a few moments where he could have easily pulled it off because they kept from a one, two, three thing. They both got their stuff off. I thought it was dope, even like the build up to it, seeing it with the new gear. I just thought everything about it was up the whole dynamic, and I thought the match was kind of equal. That's just me, though. <laughs> That's just that me. Is I just really, you. Okay. I that, really enjoy These are the opinions expressed. Do not reflect on the Awful Wrestling Podcast. Um, so One half it does. <laughs> half of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. All right. So I actually did not like this match, bro. Really? It reminded me of the I – t- I, I keep saying this. It reminded me of the match they had at No Mercy in 2017. They mm-hmm. did promos. They did a promo battle for that one also. Every mm-hmm. week, Rome, uh, Cena would go out there and destroy Roman in the promos. I would say something similar to this one right here. And then when it came time for the actual match, it was not back and forth. Uh, Roman destroyed him. Cena got like a couple moves, but in the end, in the end, Roman destroyed him. And I feel like in this match, like literally, Roman is talking to the camera, like saying like. <laughs> this is my company. You know what I mean? Like Roman was literally destroying him, saying like Hollywood, y- y'all can take him back. Like that is not something that looks equal to me. It looks like, you know, it looks like Cena got the brakes beat off of him. Um, they did do the one, two, three story, but it's like it wasn't really back and forth because like Roman Cena's doing stuff like a small package, or like he's trying to get a roll-up or like a schoolboy. That's not necessarily getting offense. Like for the most part, he was getting he was pretty much getting dominated. Um, and I hate the fact that, so, okay, but wait, so before you, okay, before you say what you said, I get the fact that he had the attitude adjustments. He had what? AA off the top rope. He had a regular AA. I think he had an AA like onto the table. Like that looks like five knuckle shuffle. It looks like offense. However, who dominated for most of the match? I feel like John Cena dominated the first half and then Roma just took over. And then he beat him. That's how it felt to me, but it felt equal in some parts. To me. Okay. So I okay, enjoyed it. I don't know. So one thing I actually didn't like, and you know, so the fact that Cena hit what like three or four attitude adjustments in, in various ways. He hit like three or four attitude adjustments. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Roman hits one spear, the match is over. It gave me it gave me Brock Lesnar vibes. Like, which is it's very ironic because you know. He hit a spear before that, Did he? Wait, he, so he hit one spear? and, and he, had like two, he had like two or three spears. It wasn't just one spear. Did he Did he pin him at the end of the spear? He he pinned him with the spear at the end, yes, but he did a spear before that. And then John Cena tried his luck and tried to spear Try to do well, the spear, that's yeah. where he messed up. Okay. He, he tried to do stuff that wasn't in his wheelhouse to win the match, and Roman got him. 
Okay, I can I, I, can, be, I, I can be wrong on that portion, but I'll just say this: yeah. it wasn't equal, bro. It was not equal. I feel like I mean, it was. I mean, Roman's literally staring at the camera like Hollywood. Y'all can have him back. <laughs> Don't bring anybody to my yard. Like I'm like, okay, this is not that's not something you do when like a match is even. It just wasn't even. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel you. But with the Brock Lesnar return, it feels to me it's right now it's feeling like Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar because they built. <laughs> They've built Roman in such a way that he's like untouchable. I mean, Daniel Bryan and Edge, he's literally stacked them up and pinned them on top of each other at WrestleMania. He's yeah. beaten pretty much beat the brace off of John Cena. Beat Kevin Owens, I don't know how many times. Nobody on the roster can touch him. Like it feels like Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, I know the match would be entertaining, but eh, I don't know. I just feel like there should have been this match should have been more equal to be like a main event. I don't like squash matches or like one sided matches, but that's just me. Yeah, I feel like it was pretty equal. <laughs> Brock Lesnar and the man bun. It was, it was a different look. <laughs> but um, did Brock know he was gonna be a SummerSlam? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was dope. Um, Brock coming out of just kind of like. Pretty much like he didn't challenge him, but it's pretty like we know that Brock right. is going to be on Roman pretty soon. Like they're going to be facing each other. The most interesting aspect of it, though, is Paul Heyman. Like, is Paul going to like choose a side? Is he going to stick with Roman? Is he going to choose Brock? Does Roman have an advantage because he has Paul on his side? So Paul know what's know what Brock might do. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many factors and elements to it with Paul. Paul be so scared in these promos. This is going to be some interesting promo work, and it's going to be some really entertaining TV. So I'm really excited for it. But I, as far as the match, we've seen Brock versus Roman so many times. We haven't seen Brock versus this one, but um, it's going to be interesting just as fights like the characters meshing and stuff and how it's going to play out. But and I think it was a dope moment to end the night with a surprise with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I just hope I mean, he doesn't be Roman. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't either. <laughs> Um, yeah. It will be an interesting element because if Paul Heyman's not talking for Brock, then those promos are going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> Let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> Pretty... <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> those noises Brock Lesnar makes, but yeah, it'll be very it's interesting. Like a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a very interesting to see where Paul Heyman Paul Heyman uh, falls with this thing, like what they're going to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how SmackDown. Yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming week. But I feel like I'm, I always get excited after it's great, as I think it's yeah. going to be. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Back to the same old, same Isn't old. the draft? Isn't the draft supposed to happen soon? I thought they did that in August or something. I'm hoping. Soon. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like they need us. Yeah, they they definitely need some kind of switch up um, to kind of mix up the superstars and stuff, because some of these storylines have gone as far as I want them to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Drew needs somebody new. I think Drew needs to go to SmackDown. Send Dew Drop to SmackDown. Yeah, like just just do some mixing of the yeah. roster. Yeah. Yeah, Drew needs to go to SmackDown. I think I don't want the Usos. Usos need to stay on SmackDown. Maybe have the Mysterios go back to Raw. I don't know. Just kind of switch it up, create some new dynamics. It'll be more fresh that way. And I feel like that's a chance to save Raw because Raw is trash right now. It is. It is. It's trash. Well, that was another episode of Awful Wrestling Podcast. Please, if you did not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was awful from the jump. It's Awful Wrestling Podcast. Peace.
you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Offer Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Offer Wrestling One.